What are the five essential questions you need to ask yourself before starting older students with the Could I approach, whether it's in an instrumental lesson, a singing lesson, or in a class setting? That's the topic of today's episode because it crops up all the time when we're having our coaching calls with Diremi members. So inside Diremi membership, we have regular coaching calls and Q&As to talk about different problems people are having, to ask for advice. And almost every session we'll have somebody asking about older students, whether they're older beginners or whether they're transfer students or whether they are their um, their existing students who've just been having lessons for a number of years already. And whenever that topic crops up, everybody chips in because everybody has the same issues of how do we get started using the Could I approach with older students. So here's my list of five essential questions to consider before getting started to help you be successful. So question number one, how old are they? It's a fairly obvious question, isn't it? Um, If we're looking at under 10s, then that's no problem. They're going to enjoy all the playful songs and games that you will teach them and they will learn the could I approach in, in the way it's meant to be, which is basically by stealth. We will start playing games, we will sing songs and do activities and they will have fun and not notice that they're learning so much about music. If they're a tween, so we're thinking about, you know, 11, 12, 10, 11, 12, um, then you need to assess them individually, test the waters and be led by their enthusiasm. You may decide to start with different songs and activities than with the younger children and you do need to be ready to move a little more quickly but only if you're confident in their ability. Don't assume because they're older that they'll be able to go faster, that's not always the case. Getting a little bit older now, we're looking at teenagers. Now the thing about teenagers is you've got to remember they can be full of South self-doubt, I can't even say it, self-doubt and anxiety. Um, Everything's changing for them, their brain's changing, their body's changing, their expectations are changing, school's changing and it's a very uncertain time. So they're full of self-doubt and anxiety but they won't say so. Instead they will be dismissive or disdainful and it can be really hard to stay on track and for many of us the disdainful looks can trigger our own teenage memories of being on the receiving end of such looks from our peers. So you need to try and detach yourself a little bit from that emotional level, stay calm and try and see the anxious child behind the mood. And like with tweens, test the waters and then tread that careful line between listening and reacting to their preferences and persevering. Good luck with that. Adults. Well, they could be any of the previous examples. They could be full of fear or they could be super enthusiastic and everything in between. So just be ready to change your pace as you assess their progress. And again, tread the line carefully between sidetracking towards their interests because boy, do they have them. They'll be trying to distract you all the time. Um, So you've got to go with them a little bit, but don't get distracted into harder topics if it's not the right thing for them. Remember, their success is the most important thing. Question number two is what level are they? If they're total beginners, easy. We need to cover everything and all the benefits of learning through singing with the Could I Approach are available to them. If they're not total beginners, but they're still relatively new, 
I think we can still start our Kodai curriculum from the scratch. Remember, it's a totally new way of thinking about music, so they won't see it as starting from the beginning, especially if you continue alongside their existing curriculum, um, assuming they're enjoying their existing curriculum, of course. I um, had a student who I'd been teaching for a little while when I started introducing Kodai to them. This is right, right back in the early days. And she was doing really really well and I thought she was really enjoying her her method book she was in piano adventures and we started doing kudai activities alongside her pieces and she kept forgetting to bring her pieces book and she was only bringing the resources that we were using for the kudai section of the lesson and I did say to her um Anea you need to bring your pieces book as well if you if you want to um work on those and improve those and I said unless you will only only want to do could I and she smiled at me and nodded and said you know she only wanted to do could I and th this was a 10 year old and she was very studious and I thought she was well she actually was and continued to be very exam focused but she just loved the fact that the could I approach made her feel successful all the time and that was a real eye-opener for me anyway getting a bit distracted now um Check that they're enjoying their existing curriculum before you decide to carry on with it. That's what I'm saying. So with intermediate or advanced students, um, it probably isn't appropriate to start from scratch. But remember, just as with your beginner students, it's a completely new way of thinking about music. So even the easier challenges won't necessarily be too easy just because they're performing on their instrument at a higher level. Uh, after all, I do have music graduates in my beginner musicianship classes and it still opens new doors in their musical understanding and they still have to concentrate in order to sing the exercises accurately. So Existing musical ability doesn't mean that they will find the Kodai activities easy or boring. They will still be interesting and challenging, which is the joy of it, really. OK, we're on question number three. What are their existing strengths and weaknesses? Now, we're assuming now we're talking about students with some experience, not total beginners. And um, before getting started, you really need a good understanding of all of their strengths and weaknesses. How is their sense of pulse? rhythm, pitch awareness, their reading skills, musical phrasing, their understanding of theory. You need to know all of those things so that we can set question number four, which is, what's the goal? Why could I? Why is could I going to help you achieve your goal? You'll have more success and add more value if you have a clear idea of what you're trying to achieve. So it's easier with young beginners because everything's in front of them. We're going to do everything. But with older students, you want to focus in on a particular goal. And I don't mean do well in their oral tests. I mean something really specific and achievable. And I'll talk about the possible benefits of using this approach in a minute. And question number five is our final question. How much time have we got? How much time have we got during each lesson that we can dedicate to these activities? Or how many weeks or months have we got in order to do it, is there an end date to the goal? Have we got a performance or an exam or a point where they're moving school or teacher? I mean, most of my students I teach during the school day in their school. And when they leave the school and move on, then they have to find a new teacher. It's very sad for them and for me. And I always go every, every June, July, I get bombarded with the emails from the parents of my leavers saying, can, can you fit them in at home? 
It's like, no, sorry, I can't. It's heartbreaking. One day I will find time to fit them in at home and then I'll then I'll be a millionaire because I'll have so many students and then I'll burn out. And anyway, sorry, off topic again. Right. So those are our five questions. How old are they? What level are they? What are their existing strengths and weaknesses? What's your goal? Why? Why are you doing it? And how much time have we got? So the benefits that we could actually see by doing these approach, you know, the if we're setting the goal, what goals could we have? Well, we could make improvements with pulse, a steady beat, their feeling of a steady beat, whether it's um, performing it in, in isolation or whether it's when they're performing their pieces that they keep a beat through their pieces. Those can all be improved using Kodai style singing based activities understanding of rhythm and performance of rhythm you see all of these things we've got two parts we've got their understanding and their actual performance of it and they they go hand in hand starting off with the performance unconsciously then with awareness then they're explaining so that they understand it and then you know where appropriate then um reading skills and so on um so that we can improve their musical literacy as well so pulse rhythm pitch awareness something as simple as hearing high and low higher and lower sounds it doesn't have to be can you take a dictation of this complex melody sometimes students can get quite a long way in their instrumental lessons before we realize that actually they can't hear the difference between a note that's higher or a note that's lower and um, in some cases we might not even find that out until we start preparing for an exam that has an oral test in it reading skills whether they're simple reading skills or complex reading skills, some it's the same. It's with it's the same with everything with pulse, with the rhythm, with the pitch awareness. We've got those really basic skills. Can you see that a note is going higher or lower on the page? Can you see whether it's going by a step or a skip? Can you understand the difference between line notes and space notes? Those are really simple basic reading skills that, in the Kodai approach, I will be doing with my students in the first month or so of their lessons or whether the reading skills are looking at more complicated things you know can you read the pitch at the same time as the rhythm can you multitask can you read two staves at the same time can you perform two staves at the same time so we've got coordination things as well we've got theory we can improve on the understanding of pitch and keys and scales as well as notation and meter we can improve understanding of keys through transposition something that wasn't on my original list of benefits but was obvious when it was uh, mentioned by Sarah in uh, my one of my coaching calls last week uh, the musical phrasing using singing and using the Kodai approach to sing through phrases and get that feeling of musicality that can then be replicated in their pre- playing and of course you might have actual oral exams although you know they don't always test the things that I think are appropriate to test and that can be a topic for another session. So how old are they? What level are they? What are their existing strengths and weaknesses? What's your goal and how much time have you got? If you know all those then you can work out which of the many 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 wonderful things that the could I approach can bring to your lessons you can focus on. And remember, if it's beginner students, then the answer is everything. We're going to do everything. But if they're older 
and they've got experience already, then you need to focus in on something specific so that you can make the most out of the time that you've got and be more successful. So I'd love to know what you think about teaching older students and introducing existing musicians to the Kodai approach. Let me know by emailing me on helen at doremiconnect.co.uk or find me on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or any of those normal places where people hang out on the internet. And I'd love to hear from you. If you want more help and support in teaching music or piano using the Kodai approach, then why not become a Doremi member? It's where I keep all the best stuff, run live coaching on Zoom and also hang out in our members community group. Get all the info at doremiconnect.co.uk.